A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One thing is getting the clarity on what really do you want for your life. I think we, we lose clarity because we get so caught up in the day-to-day things that we need to get done. We get so caught up in checking boxes and doing all the things that we think we should do, all the goals that we think we should have. You know, we should get promoted at work. We should have a better career. We should, you know, I don't even know what all the, what all the shoulds are, but we would like, there's all this pressure coming from lots of other places other than inside of ourselves about what our life should look like, especially now, you know, we have access to so much through social media, but one of the problems with having access to so much through social media is you compare yourself constantly to the entire world. And, and then you look at the entire world and go, oh, well, maybe I should be doing that, or maybe I should be doing that, or maybe I should be doing that. And we get caught up in what we think we're supposed to be doing, what we think our goals are supposed to be. We never slow down long enough to really think about, but what do I actually want? Yeah, I a thousand percent agree. I, I feel like for me, I'm very much like a lot of people in the sense that you go with what your family tell you to do. So for example, or society in general. So you're raised to live up to a certain standard. Your parents say, this is what we aspire for you. This is what we would like you to achieve. This is what we want for you in life. We want you to have this job or this type of job, or we want you to study here. We want you to do this and we want you to do that. And they have very high expectations for you. And then on top of that, you also have the expectations of your wider community, the expectations of society in general, social media you're being bombarded with messages about this is what success looks like and if you don't have this type of success in your life or if your house doesn't look like this or if you don't have a partner by a certain age then you're a failure and I think a lot of us live on this kind of autopilot mode and what the pandemic did lockdown did for myself and I think a lot of other people is that you're just kind of faced with yourself and I know a lot of people who'd lost their jobs or 
they were just basically having to face reality and just to sit down with themselves and realize that, okay, I need to think about the course of my life after the pandemic. I don't even think I should even use the word after the pandemic because I think the pandemic has changed the world completely. And a lot of people are reflecting and they're thinking about, is banking really what I want to do? What if I really like cooking and I want to pursue that as a career? Or what if I don't want to do XYZ job and I want to pursue this instead? And I think it made a lot of people just sit down and really think about what it is they really want out of life. And I'm assuming that when people have those kind of epiphanies, that's when they approach you. And, and from there, you're their guide to, to actually enacting that change. Exactly. And I think you make a very good point. I think if there is, you know, one tiny little silver lining in um, what we've all gone through this year with the pandemic is that it has given us the space or forced us to take the space to pause and reflect. And yeah, as you, as you mentioned, a lot of people are really, you know, sort of looking more closely at what do I really want and resetting priorities and, and what really is important. And like you said, we have expectations from so many different aspects of our lives, parents and teachers and bosses and you know, our community. And, you know, we get to a certain stage where we you know, do have that time to reflect and go, oh, well, this is not actually what I wanted to be doing. <laughs> you know, you, you just gave a perfect example, you know, from banking to, to cooking, right? That's a, that's a big change, but yeah. certainly it's possible. And where I come in is, is sort of the guide is when somebody has that realization, I have a good job in banking, but I've decided that's not really fulfilling for me. It's not really making me happy. And it's actually causing a lot of stress. And I would like to pursue my dream of, cooking and, and generating income with cooking, whether that's being a professional chef or opening a catering business or, you know, any number of things that you could do with, with cooking as a career. But again, there's so many like, well, wait, how do I do that? I've spent my whole life preparing for this corporate career and banking. Now what? <laughs> and, and, and that's where, that's where people would, really, would, would approach me is to figure out the now what? How do I make the first step? And what does the first step look like? It depends on the person, of course. I mean, it's all individual. So it depends on where they are with their anxiety about that first step. Because a lot of people come to me knowing what they want, but feeling like they can't have it. Yes. That's, that's not realistic. So, so in that case, the first step is to really look at those reasons why they think they can't have it. What are their perceived obstacles that are in, in the way of that goal? And it's interesting because we make a lot of assumptions. Or we have a lot of cognitive biases. Our brain is afraid of uncertainty. It's designed to protect us, you know, keep us safe. Yeah. And so things, things that are uncertain, we you know, immediately have this uh, flight or fight reaction to. And we, we trick ourselves into thinking that there are obstacles that are manageable, that we have the skills and the capability to handle, to find a way around or to find a way through. Um, and so really the first step is looking at those perceived obstacles. You know, yeah. What is it that's in the way? Is it really in the way? You know, first of all, is it, is it really an obstacle? You know, I mean, the, the obstacles that people use most often, you know, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough money. I need more education. 
I have a family and I can't do that because I, you know, I have to earn enough money to support my family and this is not a possibility for me. And so you look at those things, you know, time, money, ability are the broad ones that people have in their heads. And, but then if you break it down, okay, ability, okay, you, you don't have the professional cooking certification. What would it take to get that? Could you take classes in the evening? Could you, you know, uh, go and do an apprenticeship somewhere for one week a month? Or, you know, what are the ways that you could address that obstacle instead of just being very black and white about there's this thing that's in my way and therefore I'm going to stop here. My favorite way of explaining that is think about something simple like driving to work in the morning. Uh, when we when we used to drive to work, you know, you get in your car in the morning and, and you start driving to work and the normal road that you take is under construction and the road is closed. Yeah. You, you don't stop at the construction barrier and sit in your car and wait for the construction to be finished. You turn the car around and you find a different way to work. But for some reason, we don't make it that simple when we have these, these larger goals in our life. There's an obstacle. There's a way around it. But for some reason, we just look at the obstacle and don't search for the way around it. I love that analogy. I really do. And I like that instead of making things seem so difficult, I mean, a major life change is naturally going to have its challenges, but you make it sound as if it's something that can be a challenge. However, we can break it down bit by bit and we can make it simple as opposed to this huge mountain that we need to climb. Can we just climb that mountain bit by bit by bit? And I think that's amazing because when you have something as big a change of, for example, this hypothetical person who's going from banking to cooking, you create options, like you said, How, what kind of career options do you have available to you in cooking, for example, and giving them different options, giving, giving them simplified solutions to the wider um, change that they have in mind. When it comes to these significant life changes, is there an anxiety that usually happens, for example, with your clients? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and it, it, happens, it happens at two stages. It happens before they actually make the decision, before they're actually committed to the decision. And then it happens again after they've made the decision. So there's double anxiety, <laughs> uh, which is, which is um, you know, really interesting because you, you use the same strategies for, for overcoming that really before they make the decision. So the leap from banking to cooking, the way to do that is to do the opposite of what we are sort of led to believe we should do. There's so much talk about the power of positive thinking and how you need to focus on the goal and focus on the positive outcome. But actually the way to get over that anxiety is to focus on the negative, to ask yourself, what's the worst possible thing that could happen? Worst case scenario. Like I'm, I'm afraid of quitting my corporate job and starting a cooking business. If I were to do that, what's the absolute worst case scenario? And it's a technique that's called framing because what we do is we overestimate the risk and the uncertainty and we underestimate our ability to succeed. We underestimate our own capability to handle the uncertainty. And so by doing this worst case scenario exercise and putting it basically in context, we make the uncertainty more certain. We have a picture of it in our head. So you now worst case scenario, I've got this great corporate banking job. If I quit my job, I start my cooking business. Worst case scenario, I don't have any clients. I don't make any money. 
and I lose you know, six months savings that I invested in this business. Okay, then what? Well, then I guess I go back and get a job to start earning money again. Okay, if that's the worst that could happen, you lose six months savings, six months of your career, and at the end of the day, you've pursued your dream and it didn't work out and you have to go back to the same type of job you already have. Is that worth the risk? And when you put it in that context of, hmm, I could pursue my dream and if it doesn't work out, then really I'm not in any worse place than I started off, <laughs> depending on how much you know six months salary is. Even if the worst case scenario is, is bad, when people are able to actually picture it and then ask those questions about it, okay, how bad is that really? How likely is that to happen? And could I recover from it? Those three questions really help people assess, do I want to take this chance or not? Is it, yeah. is it worth it to me? And it's interesting that you frame it like this. For me, it seems like a, a question of probability, basically. If I'm willing to put in six months of savings into something that has a risk of not actually reaping those rewards from the savings that I put in and the effort and the time and the other investments, it might not work out. But on the other hand, I can go back to work and go to a salary job and make that money elsewhere. And I think that kind of helps to lessen the anxiety there. I think with a lot of people that have anxiety, worried about so many hypothetical situations that, oh my goodness, this is what could happen. This is what could go wrong. Basically, instead of losing it based on a hypothetical situation and not actually creating a solution for yourself in your mind by actually framing it the way you have and coming up with potential solutions based on the outcome, like the worst possible outcome, you kind of like, kind of lessen the anxiety there, which is great. And I guess with going to a coach, that in and of itself is, is wonderful. Being able to speak to a coach who helps you with those things, who helps you to be able to have that perspective. Because for someone like myself, who's so risk averse, and I'm so risk averse because of the anxiousness that I have of potential failures, losing money, losing time, things might not work out, no one, might be no one will be interested in my idea. But actually you're saying, no, let's frame it in this way. Yes, let's actually look at the worst possible outcome. But how do we actually solve it? Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 